Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This to me is like the really fascinating material. We don't know what the answer is, but we're looking for patterns. I think we're looking at kind of a type of cosmic alchemy. The story slowly Still, a lot of people don't know that this technology actually exists. The possibilities here are pretty mind We can't just believe that it was the work of these troubled individuals. Rob is getting really drunk. Oh, yeah. So I decided to turn, uh, this is our. Our annual year in review, yes, where we go through all the wonderful times that we've had together in the past year, and we kind of you know look back on the different episodes and the different guests that we've talked to and how we felt about them. And I, I wasn't as present this year as I have been in past years, so I decided that tonight I'm going to do take a drink every time we talk about an episode I wasn't there for. I didn't contribute to, and I don't know anything about. So here we go. <laughs> well, let me say too that it's been an eventful year, and it's been it's kind of been a year of change too because this year was when Surfiel came into the show because when we started the show, Rob, uh, we started this year actually. It was just you and I. Like I don't think Luke was here for any of the episodes that no, we did in two twenty eighteen, except for maybe two hundred. Well, I was going to say, was the 200th episode your first episode with us? I was only in the audience and had a couple questions. But, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. you were here and you were involved in the show. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, and that was yeah. okay. That was we'll kind of get to that evolution, right, as we go along. So, and I just want to say thanks, guys, because it's been really 
really uh, great time and has uh, really just stirred my imagination and got me back into a lot of a lot of subjects that I was kind of uh, on hiatus and it's it's been great. Well, Appreciate I want to I want to say thank yeah. you because the reason I've been able to focus on other elements of my life and and take some episodes off here and there is because you can man the ones and twos as Adam says and mm-hmm. you know step in as producer too. So it's Studio B. Welcome, yes, as we describe it. But this is still Studio A, squirrels and all, <laughs> squirrels and all. So, <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't noticed, guys, we pretty much the Doctor Feature episode you heard last week. We're recording literally ten minutes after, so that's why we're still here. But uh, our first show of the year was episode one ninety four, and this is episode two hundred and forty two. So that's. A fairly decent load for, I mean, that's almost a full year. Yeah, almost one a week. You know, shows, almost. We might have skipped a couple, a week here, a week and a half here or there, and we usually take a week off, two, two, usually about two weeks off around the Christmas time, New Year's time area, so in the early January. But episode 194, uh, oh, episode 195, sorry. And Rob, I don't think he's ever going to forget this one. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> this is Richard Lloyd. Oh, Everything man. is combustible. Really? Yes. That, he was the one we started the, the show off with. He actually was uh, where I work not too long ago. Was he really? Yeah, and it was funny because before he showed up, I work at a rehearsal facility. And so there's you know uh, several sound guys who work there that get bands up running. I was like, okay, I don't know who's going to run this rehearsal, but I just want to warn you. This guy's a character. <laughs> it was funny because afterwards they came, they came back and they were like, thanks for the heads up. That was interesting. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I knew it would be. Did you go talk to him? No, I didn't see him. I didn't, really? see, him, I didn't see him walk in. Otherwise, I would have. But be like, hey, do you remember going on a show called Conspiranormal? <laughs> I'm Rob. Well, I just remember like Rob. I'm the guy like, who like said, I didn't really know much about your music. <laughs> really offended for a minute (laughs) that's hilarious he actually did come in well he was the guitarist in the band television which is one of my all-time favorite bands and he actually somehow has ended up in chattanooga tennessee which is where i'm from and he wrote a book about his life and in that book he actually talked a lot about some paranormal aspects but he didn't think they were paranormal. Right. And we kind of had to like explain that to him. I did not think that this episode was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen when, either. When we got him on the phone, like he was like, what is this show? What's this about? Yeah. Uh, I'm not into that. I don't believe in any of that. And you were like, well, it's also, we also deal with a lot of paranormal stuff. I was like, yeah, I don't believe in that either. And you were like, well, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff in, in your book that's kind of out there. He's like, that's not paranormal. That's totally normal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he didn't hang up because he totally. I think he warmed up to us, and it turned out yes, to be a he really did. great episode. Yes, he did. But yeah, man, the, the first five or ten minutes, I was like, oh my god, we're, it's just going to end up being me and Adam talking about like the news or something because <laughs> this guy's going to hang up. <laughs> Which you would have been fine. We 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 we're prepared for such things like that. But yeah, I mean, it was pretty interesting, and and he actually did open up about a lot of his experiences. Yeah, and we actually had a really good discussion with him. And, uh, yeah, that's interesting, though, that he showed up at your work. That's funny. When was that? Uh, it was a couple of months ago. 
Okay. It wasn't too long ago. Okay, because I know he played here in Nashville yeah, not it was that before long that, ago. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. If he go, if he does come back, you should go, like, introduce yourself. You know, and call me so I can go down there and hang out too. Oh, I actually just took a drink and that was an episode I was here for. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. It, it's take. It's gonna take a little while. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna. So be a while. episode one ninety six. That's Derek Gilbert and Josh Peck. The day the Earth stands still. Those are a couple of Christian researchers. Are both involved with Skywatch TV. Right. We we met or hung out with them in uh, yeah we Roswell. We, we met Derek. And we met Josh too. We actually had uh, dinner there at the Applebee's in Roswell, the yeah, which is like the center of Roswell. They the paid Applebee's. for a lot of Glenn Livett for me. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I think Natalina was there too. Mm-hmm. I think we talked. We 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 talked to her. Yep, Natalina L. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, we talked to and we talked to Josh too, and then we had those guys on. For, for that episode, which is basically just kind of a Christian viewpoint of about the disclosure movement right and what was going on in in things such as uh Tom DeLong and all and all that stuff following that episode one uh episode one ninety seven that's Rin Collier too we called that Rin's politics. Now, I don't think you had joined us, Serfiel. No, but I, I think point. I was talking to you okay. at that time. Okay, yeah. We started hanging out around And there. I was like, man, he kind of went easy on Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... He went was, easy on Stalin. That was Stalin. a hard one, man. That hard, was <laughs> hard on the Cossacks. I'm still, I'm still getting um, people commenting about that episode. And when I put the YouTube video up, I just started doing the YouTube videos. I put like the linen cat on there or said something like uh, <laughs> catnip is the proletariat of the masses or something. And, but uh, yeah, Ren is uh, Ren's a character. It was just all about why he's a communist. Yeah, basically, that, was yeah. how that was and, how and, that And when you told on. me that we were doing that episode, I was like, okay, you're the one that handles the email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. People, people were talking about how, how like they don't know Rand, they don't know anything about him, but they're talking about like he's just some spoiled brat, and that's all he <laughs> is, and and uh, you shouldn't even talk to that guy or listen to what he has to say, and <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh, but then again, we're we're open minded here, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we are, we are. Now it's some weird ordering here because. We actually, I think, maybe we did, let's see, when did we record the 200th episode? Okay, that was on the 3rd of February. Yeah. Okay, so we did Timothy Renner 2 next. That was episode 198. And that was about his book, Beyond the Seventh Gate. Okay, yeah, yep. Which we just talked to him not that long ago by yep. the sequel to that, which was um, "Don't Look Behind You," and that's basically talking about all the local lore that's in his area, the whole um, ideas about him debunking this seven gates of hell theory, 
and then the possibility that he might be looking into like Bigfoot the occurrences there, yeah, uh, at Toad Road and, and and all that. So I had actually bought that book from him last year when I was in Pennsylvania, and I read it. Needed to get him on the get him on the talk about it. I, Which, I really love Tim's stuff. Oh, I do too. I, I love his podcast. I love talking. To yes, him. and that, that show was really cool too because he was talking about how like. I just love local folklore stuff, you know, and that that episode he talked a lot about how, um, you know, there's this road and there's supposedly these seven gates to hell and there's this mansion and there's a crazy doctor and there's all these great elements involved and it's a great story. But then he he was also like, you know, some people you talk to be like, oh yeah, the the third great gate is like it's like a stump off to the left of the road and like that's well that what that's <laughs> how, how how does that equate to anything? And he kind of he halfway debunks it, but halfway like makes you uh, really interested in like a believer in these kind of like local folk- folklore myths at the same yeah, time. Yeah, really appreciate how he does it. that. Right. Like, this, yeah. you know. Well, there's like other weird stuff that he finds out. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Process. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he's like debunking those myths, but then there's like other yeah, he's strange he's, phenomena. He's great at that. Yeah. So again, episode so episode one ninety nine, which actually was recorded before, or actually recorded after episode two hundred, and I think the reason that we did that was so we could. Well, we had to schedule episode two hundred way ahead of time to right to get to get everybody here and and get it all get it all together. Uh, Episode one ninety nine was Micah Hanks, Jason Pentrell, and James Waldo. That was the Seven Ages Research Associates. How are they doing? I haven't seen or heard I, from them or looked in on them. In they're a while. putting their podcast out. They're still doing it. I haven't heard from Micah in a long time. Yeah, I I, I could never get him on the phone. Eventually, I just gave up. <laughs> well, he's got like four podcasts and he's writing right. books and playing music and yeah, he's, he he's a, he's a busy guy. But we talked to them about their experiences and what they were wanting to do with the seven ages research. Uh, and we actually, we talked to uh, Jason Pentrell mostly about kind of the, the, the history of ancient America, pre-Columbian America, what the periods they're divided into, like the archaic and the Mississippian and all that, and kind of got their idea about, I think the, uh, what's that, what's the theory uh, that they think people might have come over from Europe and pre in ancient prehistory um, to Lutrian hypothesis. We talked about that as well with with those guys. Right, right. Uh, talked a little bit about James uh, to James Waldo too about his experiences as a geologist and how he felt about it, and also just talked about how some of the um, Indian mounds and their significance and what that might mean. So that brings us to episode two hundred. The 200th episode, epic, spectacular. But you can which, hear a lot of samples in the intro. Yes, yes, there are a lot of samples in our new in our in our latest intro that Surfiel did. So, oh yeah. yeah, this is Randall Carlson, Joshua Cutchin, Doctor Future, and I titled it "A Cast of Tens because we had those guys here on the couches with us, and we had some seats set up. And uh, one of the people in the audience is right here. And it was a bit of a party. <laughs> it, was. it was a bit of a party. <laughs> it it a was wild. a bit of a party. 
You see, a lot of people are jealous that we got to party with Randall Carlson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a that was really cool, man. That was I paid for uh, Josh and Randall stay at a hotel not too far away in Mount Juliet, and uh, my friend came up here from Atlanta, and uh, it was it was a really it was a really really good time. That was fun, and uh, that was uh, Surfiel did not know it at the time, but he was being tested. He was being auditioned slowly for the co-host <laughs> spot. Yeah, he didn't really know it, but uh, it was great. I had a great time at that. Yeah. It was like you got to ask questions. Yeah, of, it, was, uh, it was really cool. The the great Randall Carlson and Josh. Who can forget Josh? And, and he played a bunch of tuba. He did. He did yeah. yeah, we put some tuba stuff at the end, and we and did we, a we, little. We, we had we had some live art going on, like those uh-huh. like sketching everything. <laughs> I lost that picture though. I had that picture somewhere. It was like Josh with this like it was like some crazy like uh, surrealist like tuba playing thing. It was a party. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely remember it, but it was a party. Uh, also, episode 200.5, as I described it, which was the, I called the UFO edition. And that was with uh, Peter Robbins, Soraya, Chris Wolford, Guy Malone, and Walter Bosley. And I pretty much, I think I did that episode in at my house. Um, was that just a mass Skype call? Um, it was in section. So I had Peter and Soraya on at one time, and then I had Chris and... I wasn't there, so I just took a drink, just so you know. I had I had Chris on one section, Guy on another section, and Walter Bosley on another. And I don't know what happened when... But for some reason, I messed up on the Walter Bosley one, and it didn't record my voice. Oh, yeah. But it had all of Walter's responses. So I had to sit there. I I, I edited (laughs) it down kind of like it was about 45 minutes. I edited it down to 30 minutes so it could could make sense. Mm -hmm. And I had to listen to what he said and then remember what I asked. And then recorded recorded my my questions. That happened to me once last year. and. Where it was uh-huh. just my my track that got deleted, and I don't speak as much, so I had to listen for like awkward pauses and be like, "What would I have said there?" <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because it sounded it sounded weird to me, but in some ways it it, it sounded less organic, but in some ways it sounded more like a professional radio show <laughs> because I edited the damn thing. <laughs> And I'm like, well, that's really interesting. Could you tell me about? And then here comes Walter from like five days earlier. Well, yes. Um, you know. <laughs> so that was interesting. Um, followed that by episode 201. That was with Cruising with Steak. And that was with our boys Grimsteak and James from the Cruising with Steak show. Is that the first time we talked to them? Yeah, that's the first time we talked to them. Okay. They uh, uh, they came on and we talked just kind of about podcasting, the nature of podcasting. They're my favorite cluster of chaos. Yeah, oh, man, they really are. <laughs> I, I've been listening to their show a lot lately. 
Really? And they're just like, they have like 15 people on the show. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you've got a guest on, and you, and, and, but you've got like, here comes Jerry, and here comes Felix Ortega, and all the, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. It's madness. And, that- I, and, and I, I love Jay, I love Jay's cruise, man, because he's just, he, he just, he was a little more low key in our interview with him. Cause I kind of told them to tone it down a little bit, you know, <laughs> but he's just so like, Oh dude, man. And like, Oh, Oh, oh man. Like, Oh bro. You know, that's kind of how he talks. I love it. <laughs> it's just controlled. It's just controlled chaos. No, it's uncontrolled chaos. Yes. That, yeah. Something like that. Yep. So followed that by episode two Oh two. And this was Gary Lockman. And we, I talked to him. I did this again at home. Uh, well, hold on. It's it's kind of half halfway there and halfway out. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that would count. Maybe you want to take half a swig. No, I'll one. hold off. I'll hold off. Okay. Because I did that interview at home, and that was about his biography of Colin Wilson, who was a very important uh, philosopher, and also he was all into all kind of this weird Fortean and UFOs and all this different kind of stuff. And we talked about um, Wilson's work on existentialism through his book, The Outsider. And I also got to talk a little bit about with Gary about his time in the band Blondie because he was the... Bridge, one of the original bass players That's right. yeah, for that. Blondie. And we got to talk, I got to talk to him a little bit about that, and which was very cool for me. Uh, but he's in the UK, so I had to do that earlier in the day. So we filled the rest of the show with, I guess, Sir Fiel's first real appearance on the show. Yeah, man. Which was because I was the I was, second part of the audition. Yeah, and I, I was <laughs> I, I was steadily trying to get you more into the the downard mythos. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. you got to read Carnivals of Life and Death, dude. And I read like most of it. It it, it was it, it got. But really I was hard so I was read. so hyped to have someone else read it. Like also yeah, be able yeah, to talk yeah. about it, and then like I was like listening to it over and over again. Like <laughs> I was so I was so hyped. Yeah, like a, a actual. Yeah, you know, besides just asking the question a question on two hundred in the book reviewer, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna make oh. him the co-host. When we sat around and talked, like talked about like twelve year old Donard, like killing a bunch of dudes, yeah, with his little pipe gun or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it, Sir Field that he had this little yeah, like yeah. pot pea shooter or something that he? Yeah, I think he put a shot. He with. put shotgun shell in the in the pipe and hit it with a hammer. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's it. And, and Rob described it as a John Clad Van Damme movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it pretty much was that. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was very proud to be a part of that. I, I felt awesome. Yeah, that was a fun show. So I think, I think after that, was Sergio became full time member of the show. Now, I don't think I, I wasn't there for the Slenderman episode. Were you not there for the Slenderman? Nope. I thought you. I thought you were. Because I can remember you talk about it when we had Nick back on later on. No, I just I just listened to it. Okay. I, was I? You may have been. It's hard to remember some of this stuff. Yeah. 
Episode 203, that's Nick Redford 5. That's the Slender Man Mysteries. He's great. His. He's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's always a wealth of information. You know what's funny? I was I I uh, I finished the book I was reading a few days ago, so I was like I went to Amazon Kindle and I've never I've never I sound like an asshole saying this, but I, I've never downloaded or paid for any of the books through Kindle of any of our guests because either I get them ahead of time on PDF or something to review or yeah, you know, so if I get them, I'll usually send them on to you. So, I, so I haven't ever bought yeah. them through Kindle. So Kindle doesn't know that I'm into these particular authors. Yeah. But I was looking through, and I clicked on, um, I don't remember what category it was, but it was some category, and it came up, and like every single author was somebody that's been on our show. It was like Nick Redfern and uh, Mike McClellan, and like all these. I was like, oh my god, like. Your Kindle might be listening. To exactly. Maybe they're tracking me in some, some, some other way, but like they're yeah, definitely yeah. not like yeah. associating w- with authors I've I've ever like looked at or been previously interested in. Do you have Kindle on your phone also? Oh yeah, that's why I read everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, then so. it's it's yeah. It's, but I just thought it was yeah. like funny as hell. I was like, oh wow, it's like it's listening. Do you say Cleland Redfern? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, you like owls? Here you go. <laughs> so that was about the slender man that was about this whole concept of slender man as a tulpa yeah as a thought form as something that we have created from our own collective unconscious which has um, been one of my favorite subjects of the past couple of years yes because I, yes. I really do think that we we create the reality that we live in and that there's definitely a power to not just our own imaginations and thought but but the group effort of of thought itself, you know. Yeah, definitely, if, for for sure. Um, and, and we also talked a lot about the uh, the Slenderman case, the mur- the uh, yeah. attempted murder in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and what that meant, and what that could could have to do with it. Episode two hundred four is. A guest that Serfiel actually found, and I had the hardest time trying to get on. And yeah. That was episode 204, was George R. Zepp, Hidden History of Nashville, which uh, I think it was a kind of shorter interview. It might have only been about an hour. Yeah. And I think yeah. we ended up talking about uh, the Cambridge Analytica stuff right, and some, right. other, some other things in the last part of the show. Zepp was really cool to talk to, though. I'm actually going to have to... Recontact him about some stuff I've looked into further. So, yep, we uh, yeah, he so was we, he was great. It was a great time. Man. We basically talked about uh, as it is the like kind of like what uh, uh, things that we didn't know are mysterious events that happened in Nashville, and such as like the uh, funeral of Ben Allen and the thing that's associated with Ben Allen. And we talked about a little bit of other things too. Just like, did we talk about the history of prostitution and stuff in Nashville? I think yeah, we get into that yeah. too. Yeah, the, the um, Civil War stuff. And yeah, it's a small book, but uh, it, it uh, there was a lot packed into packed into that book. Yeah, and there were a few things we didn't even get to in the interview. I remember. So yeah, as always. So a lot of times we don't get to everything I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um. So episode two of five, that was the first time we had on Aaron Gullius. And well, this, so he did twice in a year too. Yeah, yeah, we did twice. We did him twice. 
that was about his uh, podcast, The Saucer Life, where he talks about some of the con- the people of the contactee movement and some other aspects. And we kind of talked about what the, the difference in popular culture between the concept of UFO and the concept of flying saucer and what that means. And uh, we later had Aaron on to talk about conspiracy, more about conspiracy theories uh, later on in the year. Uh, any insights about that to show you remember? Um, you yeah, it was cool. It was just, uh, we uh, kind of had a foreshadowing of the next show we had with him. Yeah. And also of the Russian cosmism stuff. There was kind of a foreshadowing yes. of that also. Yeah, yeah. Episode 206, Lauren Coleman. This is Mothman, Synchromysticism, and Twilight Language. And I, love I love that we had him on. That yes. was a really was a cool show. Yes. And, of course, you know, Lauren Coleman is really well known as being the Bigfoot guy. Right. But he is also super, he's also really into the synchromysticism stuff and the Twilight, of, the twilight Language and the copycat effect. And all that, and I think we ended up. We started talking about his Mothman book, but we really slowly moved the conversation more to those realms. Yeah, I think especially because I think it was timely. There was probably some kind of, uh, like I guess, as the new normal happens all the time now. But there was like some recent copycat massacres, and Mm -hmm. he really got into that stuff, which he covers on that copycat blog. Which I felt like he he that was one of those episodes where I felt like he came into it with like. All right, this is what everyone wants to know. This is here's my script. This is what I'm going to do. And once Adam got him going, like I felt like, yeah, he had a good time because yeah, it was he was not pleasantly typical, surprised. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we also talked about where he was. He let us know something about the the enema, the the burglar that would go in and give like fat women enemas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, remember that. <laughs> Like in the world, like something he had like been writing about, and like yeah. he, this was going. It was like some pl- thing, place in Illinois where he was breaking in, and like you know he wasn't. Rob was women. gonna take a shot for that. <laughs> he was just he was just tying them up and giving them enemas. The enema, the enema bandit. That was what his name was. The enema bandit. He's just looking out for colon health, man. <laughs> Episode 207, Mike Clellan 2, Stories from the Messengers. This was the second time, obviously, we had on Mike Clellan. And this time we talked about his book, Stories from the Messengers, where it was all the stories that he had collated and some of that he had used to write his first book, The Messengers, which, of course, is all about owls and then UFOs and also a lot of synchronicities. So we're getting into a little, we got a little more of this kind of synchro mystical kind of stuff too. Uh, guys have any thoughts on that one or just, I just Mike like Mike. in general. Yeah. Mike's great. Um, and this one is, this one is cool. Cause it's a little more, um, it was less just like, here's a bunch of stories about owls and more, uh, a broader kind of a, Yep. Overview of where he comes from, which was really cool. But 
Yeah, it always gets really deep with Mike Hall, and I yeah. he's he's one of those people that lately has had a big influence on my thought about all the but all this phenomenon. Yeah, it definitely introduced me to some concepts I wasn't really familiar with before. All right, uh, episode two hundred eight, Eric Wojciechowski. I remembered how to say it. <laughs> Chase, chasing disclosure. Uh, really enjoyed this interview because Eric is a skeptic, and I found out about him through the uh, Project Archivist podcast. Uh, they help uh, Rogan helped me set that up, and this was. More about his thoughts on being a skeptic in that in that UFO community and how what he felt. Um, I described his book Chasing Disclosure, which is a fictional book, as a kind of fictional form. It did what Jack Brewer's The Grays Have Been Framed. It just described more in a fictional form of what Jack described in that book. And we talked a little bit about why he thought the uh, Betty of Barney Hill abduction, uh, that he thought it was all made up. And, you know, some of it I agreed with, some of it I didn't as agree with. But yeah, it was, it was, it was great to have that just included in our, um, just overall, uh, look at things too because it, it's you know we don't get that side represented a whole lot yeah and even though he was a he's a skeptic he was not um he wasn't really dense about other possibilities i remember yeah not at all he wasn't he wasn't like a he was kind of alluding to kind of conspiratorial stuff wasn't he yeah i remember yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it yeah, wasn't some, just like the usual skeptic of I don't believe in you know anything right, right, right. at all. It was it was pretty interesting. We followed that up with episode two hundred nine, which was Craig Chaconi three. This was on the Martin Luther King and the Robert Kennedy assassinations. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Craig is like the go to source for that kind of any sixties anything, and spurred that was spurred by me. Of course, you know, 2018 being the 50-year anniversary of both those assassinations. So that was spurred on by me watching this American Experience documentary about uh, the assassination of Martin Luther King and, of course, James Earl Ray being that assassin, supposed assassin, and me just being curious about what that documentary got right and got wrong Um yeah, anytime anytime we have Craig on, it's like a it's it's a history lesson for yeah. sure. I mean oh, yeah. he talks about stuff that that I have no clue about. One of my favorite past episodes was when he was talking I I can't remember the guy's name, the the um uh Black Panther Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. That yeah. that that's I his specialty. Like he's writing I think he's still writing a book about yeah, that. Yeah, I never yeah. heard of Fred Hampton. That was just mind-blowing. Not many people have, yeah. Mind blowing. Like what the, and, and just in in the capacity that like what the CIA is capable of, what they've known to have done, mm-hmm. and what you know what is possible today, kind of thing. Well, like um, what is it? Uh, COINTELPRO infiltration of radical groups and those right. those type of things. Like, yeah, you know, using any tool at their disposal anymore. and 
discarding anyone that's not <laughs> mm-hmm. useful anymore. And yeah. he he said he was going to send us one of those posters. That's oh, right. He did. Yeah, yeah. Craig, <laughs> so we need, a, we need one yeah. of those. Uh, we need one of those. Uh, what is it? The JFK assassin? Yeah, it's like a, a map <laughs> with all detail. the and it has all the characters on it. Apparently, yeah. We need places one of those so we can put it right next to the Bigfoot collar up that's there right. on, the, <laughs> on the wall. All right, we followed that up Uh-oh. with episode two ten real time live feed. <laughs> you beat me to it. Solaris Blue Raven, mind control and synthetic telepathy. Rush man. They'll do it every time. They're evil. <laughs> They've been in it. So they have the money, and they they uh they're using that technology to beam their agenda into your heads. This was this was a big one. It was. I, I I'm going to admit. I mean, this one. Uh, I have mixed feelings even now. We got a yeah. lot of mixed responses too. A lot we of did, mixed responses. And well, like you, you've always kind of said, I think, and I, I think this is where you stand on it. That you know, it, it is possible that, that somebody was messing with her or testing something yes. on her, and yeah. she got caught up in something. I don't believe that Getty Lee is, or Neil Peart is. It's Neil Peart. <laughs> Neil yeah. Peart. That's Neil right. Peart's the the, the, and the manager, one. whatever the manager's name was, is psychically or you know using technology to. Mess with her head. Mess with her head, yeah. <laughs> but there could be some other. I mean, she was really into them to begin with. Maybe it's easier to use something that you're already into to, you know, yeah. to mess with you and to get inside your own head and to drive you crazy. Even she even described it that way. They, you know, they, yep, they drove her nuts. And and I had an email. I mean, again, just like the the Bryn Collier's communism show, I had an email. I kept getting emails, and I have one email that it was this uh, lady that she talked about how somebody that she felt like somebody's beaming in messages into her apartment, and she had, and it was an apartment where someone had lived previously to her, and they had left in a hurry. <laughs> And she took over the apartment, and she started getting these weird messages. And she didn't listen to them, but you know, she said this is just something weird that happened. And I think that there is that there is something to it. We we had a, we had another episode. I don't know if it was this year or last year that like really tied into that, where there was a bunch of like foreign diplomats staying somewhere, and all of them experienced like either discomfort or. Um, the Cuban stuff, the Cuban yeah. embassy stuff. Have we t- have we ever talked about that? I don't know if we did we, talk. We touched about on that. it a little. I bit. thought we did at some point. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I think it really ties into that to that episode where you know whatever technology that is, whether it's like Sonic or or whatever. Um, what do you call Adam? Uh, what is it to skull? What is it called? Voice to skull. Voice to skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, that's real technology. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. like I say in the uh, in the intro, people don't know this technology really exists. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't totally discredit her story. I don't. I just, I think that there's there's even more to it than than what was laid out there. You know. Yep. It's possibly something darker and more nefarious. 
We followed that up with episode 211, Jenny Ashford and Tom Ross. This was more of the from the 13 o'clock tr- podcast. We talked about uh, some of the true crime stuff that Jenny writes about and that they've talked about on their podcast and uh, about some of their, their love for a haunting episodes. <laughs> yeah. Anytime we have them on, it's a, well, it just, it's Tom, really. I mean, Tom is really the, the, the tour de force. <laughs> As he gets slowly more and more drunk, but it's just, it's dropping wisdom on us. And we did a Patriot episode where uh, Tom and Rob had a little like uh, Star Wars support group. We for did. The Last well, Jedi. It, it, eh. <laughs> It got it got a little heated. I think I think we uh, I think at the time we stood we stood at, I, I think I agree more with him now, but I think at the time we were. <laughs> I don't think you liked it then, did you? As far as I. Can well, that, tell. this that was before the newest movie, I believe. No, no, it was after because the, the new the Last Jedi came out. Okay, uh, maybe it was the, December, maybe it was the time before year. we had time on before that that we, we were okay. Yeah, it might have been. But yeah. you, what you guys got to talk. <laughs> he talked the, about before how, the Last Jedi came out. Yeah. He talked about how the la- Last Jedi shit on everybody and shit on itself. Oh yeah, it was just a shit fest. Yeah, it was just shit on shit. And I think I think Tom's words were it was shit on shit on shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Followed by episode two twelve, William Ramsey and Jim Smith. This was the Smiley Face Killers. This is another one that. I've gotten a lot of YouTube comments on. I've got a lot of emails on. People feel very strongly about this. Yeah. In so many different and, ways. And I'm I'm pretty divided on it. I think because I I feel like a smiley face graffiti is a pretty common thing. And if you take any murder investigation anywhere, you're gonna find something within a mile. So a part of me feels yeah. like it's just a maybe an optimistic take on um, I don't know how to explain it. Make, making something grander than it is. Like I don't know that there's necessarily a conspiracy there, but there is some really interesting cases within the phenomena. Yeah, the phenomenon is there's some odd stuff. There is real strange, and it there yeah. seems to be ritualistic elements to it. Um, but the the cultural tie-ins that he did, I didn't really get. Sure, because he really kind of like we didn't really go into that, but in the movie he does. Yeah, go in into the movie that. he really goes yeah. into like he takes a lot of things from like industrial culture and like uh-huh. makes really? it somehow relate. Yeah, like the smiley face from like Acid House, basically, and then he's like, "Oh, see, it's like psychic TV and Coil and these people." It, it was he oh, wasn't given like I, a I direct. Oh yeah, he wasn't like saying it's them but he was like saying that oh see the, they're into this like kinky tied into this like yeah. thing of uh, I don't know it was, a, it was a little much because I don't think he's as familiar with a lot of those subcultures which I understand but um, that's kind of the problem when you get some of the, and, and, I, and I'll say it I mean some of the like more Christian researchers that they'll talk about these these kind of subcultures but they they don't really understand it, so they think to them it's all about you know death and uh, it's kind of like there's there's a real cognitive dissonance, sure that they don't really understand. But I mean, a lot of performance art is weird to anybody, right? So. Yeah, it's well, it's, exactly, it's yeah. shocking to be shocking. Yeah. yeah, 
Which is part of. But I mean, yeah, and they were that goes into the Pizzagate stuff. Too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that there. So Boom. start taking shots, Rob. All right. Episode two thirteen. Oh, is this the first one we did at B? Uh, I think actually what we did on this one was I did it at I I recorded it in mine and I skyped to you and you skyped to me. I think that's what we did. Okay. Yeah, and that was Rogan from Project Archivist, and that's uh, his subtitle: Project Archivist Childhood Possession and Assort- and Assorted Weirdness. And uh, this one, we talked to Rogan about his supposed possession as a child. Oh, he has some creepy stories. And he had some real creepy stories. One was about the big dog that yeah, would come that around the like house, looking at him and, in his window. Yeah, it was creepy, man. <laughs> like, and and we talked about some of like his like kind of more paranormal kind of experiences that he had had, and some things was the was synchronicities. And Rob, that, that's the first one you missed. So, get a drink. Now, I don't know if you should drink on this one, Rob, because technically neither one of you was on this one. Because this was the episode 214 where I was out in California. Mm. And the reason That's I was... That's you were in the state. The, yep. The reason, the reason I wasn't there, I was there, was I went to see my stepson in San Diego. And then I drove up to Los Angeles and I met up with Greg Bishop and Walter Bosley. And I had uh, lunch with uh, Robert Guffey of which I recorded an hour worth of a four of really what was a four hour long conversation. And I also hung out with Bosley in San Bernardino and he gave me a tour of some of the sites that he describes in empire of the will. And we went to Cora Stanton's grave. It was all, it was all really, really cool to do. Uh, I obviously went out to the Integratron with Greg Bishop and uh, Walter Bosley, but I couldn't record it. I, I recorded it, but it sounded terrible because it was just too damn windy out in the middle of the desert. All right, episode 215, another shot for you, Rob. Melissa Martell <laughs> and John Chadwick drawing out the spirits. This we did this we did do it's in Studio B. I think that's the first one we did over there, Sergio. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um that was festival season. Yes, that was yeah, that was middle of festival season. It was recorded on June nineteenth, so you were you were stuck at I work. was in the middle of hell. <laughs> middle of hell. <laughs> and so that one, we talked to Melissa Martell and John Chadwick from the Drawing Out the Spirits podcast. We, I mean, that was more of a personal experience at show than anything else. Mm-hmm. Was it? Was what that one was? Any thoughts on that one, Sergio? Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool. They're both pretty fun, and uh, we just all kind of traded stories. Uh, episode two sixteen, another shot. Ten, Ken Thomas two. <laughs> The Octopus, Adam Parfrey, and Old School Conspiracy. Oh, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. You got to take your shot, Rob. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You weren't there. 
We made a drinking game out of it a little bit. It was bit. his idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is, he wants to get drunker and drunker. That's his, his that, that's his goal is to get more and more <laughs> to get more and more <laughs> drunk. <laughs> that's never stopped him before. Just <laughs> cuz it's Tuesday. <laughs> that should be even more of a reason to drink. It's cuz it's Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So Thoughts on that one? Because you really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was really cool because it was all that, uh, you know, heritage conspiracy theory stuff, all the 90s mm-hmm. uh, material. And just the octopus story itself is so fascinating. Uh, and then we also, we did kind of a, a, a homage to, to Parfrey. I think that yeah, was... he had just died. Yeah. A couple, like a week or so before, I think. So that was... I was really excited about that episode and it really lived up to my expectations. And it was right after that, that Ken Thomas had some issues with his health too. Right. Right. So we are worried. He had some problems. So uh, we're glad that he's okay. And he's still with us. Episode 217, Richard Haddam, Mothman prophecy, skin writing in the 14 is what I titled that. That was uh, Richard Hattam who wrote the screenplay for the Mothman Prophecies movie. That was awesome. Yes. It's our big Hollywood show. Yeah. Yeah. So any thoughts on the Richard Hattam show? It was really cool to talk to him about the discrepancies between... um, how the movie ended up and how the myth started kind of thing, you know, cause you see that a lot between books and, uh, books and movie translation in general, but there's a really big discrepancy there between the myth and what the movie turned into. So it's cool to talk to somebody that's involved in that process. Yeah. Very cool to talk to somebody that wrote one of my favorite movies too. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for, for sure. Episode 218, Jennifer Stein and Kathleen Barden, UFOs and the Future of Humanity. This was kind of an advertisement for their MUFON symposium. Right, which we were going to go to. We were thinking of going to, but did not happen because I went to California. Right. So that was that was part of that. But we, uh, we ended up talking a little bit to Kathleen because she's the niece of Betty and Barney Hill. So we talked a little bit to her about that. I want right, to get her back really on cool to talk too. about yeah. as well. Episode 219, Joshua Cutchin 3, Thieves in the Night. This is his book about paranormal child abductions. That was awesome. Which I've is loved, one of my favorite books. I've loved all of year, his. By the way. I haven't read any of, it, of your books, Josh. I'm sorry. I haven't read any books. But I've loved all <laughs> the conversations we've had about his books. I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, but you're the guy that will read Odd Thomas, which is one book, not even a series. It's a series. Five times. It's an eight-book series. I've read the whole thing. Yeah, how many times? Once. Just I really once. hope the mic picked that up. <laughs> I love I, I love. I love Joshua. But I haven't read his books, but I've let's lo- let's I've, stop. I, I, let's stop and let her do this. Let me let me re- let me finish my my <laughs> statement about how much I love Josh. You guys were supposed to take a break. I told you I was going to go get this and come back. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to finish what I'm saying about Josh oh because I love Josh. 
but I haven't read any of his books. But every time we've had him on the show, we do love Josh. It's a Josh love fest. It's been great. The uh, the brimstone deceit. deceit, yeah, was great. Uh, what was the one about foods? Trojan feast. Trojan feast. Yeah, all three of them. All three of them were great. Great shows. Great conversations. And I'm sure they're wonderful books because just knowing the content of them, like I, each one, I went into them like thinking this is going to be really bizarre, but it ended up not being as like out there as I thought it would be. It's just more informative, yeah, you know, and uh, delved more into to, to fake culture than I had ever even thought of. I know de- there, delving into. You know? There was a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't there, but I I read the book. It was really you were really creepy. You were there. You sure? shot. No, you're here for that. That's the rules. You sure? No, I was in Colorado. No, we we were going to do we were going to do the show, and then I had like I had a power surge at the house, and I and Josh was on vacation anyway. Oh, that's so right. Okay, said let's just wait till next week. Cool, so cool. We went back and did it okay. here, and we were all we were all here for that one. The book I read the book in Colorado in the woods, and it yeah. was creepy as hell. <laughs> I bet I, I did read about half of that book. Episode two twenty. That was uh, another Robless one, uh, but he's not doing shots anymore. I he's am not, too. Uh, fight the power, Rob. <laughs> that was <laughs> a wolf and man. <laughs> How do you say it, Adam? Wolf. <laughs> I know Heather's out there. I know she enjoys me saying wolf. <laughs> that was uh, another one we did. Uh, we we did over at Surf Hills. That was. About his rich blacket, his studies, um, and like we talked a lot about berserkers in that one. Yeah, yeah, that was all about this wolf mythology and warrior cults uh, using the wolves and canines as totems. Yeah, you know, a lot of cultures and especially the uh, European and Norse ones. And he's working on a book, and I, I want to get him back on to talk about all that stuff. And then we had we had someone inspired by the 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 uh, I think someone was inspired by the uh, the Smiley Face Killers episode to talk to us about the Atlanta child murders. Right? Is that how it went? Yeah, that was that was that that episode. Yeah, that we talked to him. Dan, Dan, a fan. Yeah, Dan Maslak. Yeah, we talked to him. He's a fan down in Atlanta. Yep. Um, we talked. Yeah, we talked to him about the some of the. Research he did on the Atlanta child murders, which that stuff was creepy. I know, yeah, that was really creepy, really creepy, disturbing stuff. Episode two twenty one, that was Scott L from Ghostly Talk Split Show with Brian Gadawa. Oh yeah, the resist about resistant about his further his book about preterism. Uh, Scott L was the uh, ghost was the host of Ghostly Talk and still is the host of the new Ghostly Talk. Right, which is a big inspiration to big inspiration to me. You, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and he actually, when I was in California, he actually uh, hit me up and said, "Hey, I really enjoy the show." And that was just like, "Wow, awesome, thank you." Just out of the blue. And I, well, actually, because of Rogan, really, because I'd mentioned them on Ghostly Talk. I guess he listened to. I guess he listens to Project Archivist or he knows Rogan because they're all in the Detroit area. So right, and, and since then I, I've got, I've started listening to the new show and Ghosty like, Talk. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I, I I'm glad that he's back doing it. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's a pioneer. Like this is like yeah. early podcast days, early radio. Yeah, before radio, the word even, before there was podcast, no podcast. Yeah. yeah, 
No such thing as a, as a podcast yet. Episode 222, Recluse, Knights of Malta. This is a guest that Serfiel found. And this is the last time Mike was on? Uh, Dr. Yeah. Future? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. we, uh, we kind of did a split. We, we kind of did an interesting thing here where episode 223 was a romper room episode that we did where we talked about some current event stuff. I think we, uh, we dogged Elon Musk for a little bit for Rob. And then uh, Dr. Future showed up so we could do the interview with Recluse because we weren't talking to him uh, until like 9 right. o'clock or something. Yeah. yeah. And that then Dr. Future, Dr. Future was on with Recluse. We talked to him about the Knights of Malta and some of their influence. And Mike has done a lot of um, research on the Knights of Malta in his book. So these guys got to kind of compare their... They got to compare their research together. Any thoughts on that, Sergio? Since you, yeah, I just I really wanted to put them both together because of that. Because I feel like uh, Mike has a lot of uh, he had a lot of missing puzzle pieces about the continuation of some of these influences of whatever you want to call it the fascist international, you know, post Operation Gladio stuff, and it was it was cool. It was everything I wanted. Yep. Yeah, uh, we got it. We got to get him back on because there's a lot on that blog. That uh, yeah, that's awesome. About uh, so I'll skip. So episode two twenty four because episode two twenty three was a romper room episode. We did a roundtable that was also over at Surfiel's. It's epic. That is what is wrong with conspiracy culture. That was Adam Go Rightly, Red Pill Junkie, and Ren Collier again. Um, any thoughts on that one? It was just epic. It was great to talk to Adam, um, yeah. big fan. So it was great to to meet him on here. And, Love Adam uh, Gorelli. That guy cracks me. It was up. a He's much needed conversation too. He's coming back soon. Is he? Yep. Oh, thank you. Uh, because the, the the A for Adamski, the contact team. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess it's like gonna be like a coffee table book. Oh, nice. Is out now with the, the one that him and Greg Bishop did. So they're oh, coming yeah, back yeah, on. Yeah, that's been in the works for a while. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It finally came out. Uh, so yeah, we talked about kind of what's wrong with conspiracy culture today. Alex Jones, Pizzagate, all those things. QAnon. It was really spurred by this article that uh, Go Rightly Go Rightly wrote about QAnon, and um, I had pulled in Red Pill and with Ren Collier because Red Pill and Ren were on Where Did the Road Go with me and Soraya, and we got on this topic. Uh, we got a little bit on this topic, and I kind of wanted to continue that conversation with them. Episode 225, that was another Romper Room episode. That was actually myself, Serfiel, and Heather. Uh, that was kind of a last-minute thing because we're going to have Peter Robbins on. He can he could only do an hour. We felt it wasn't going to do it justice. We had some snafus. I think your work was giving you problems, Serfiel. Yeah. So we, yeah. we ended up just doing a kind of impromptu Romper Room episode over there. So September 10th. Episode 226, Bernie Taylor. We're back here at uh, good old Rob's. And that was for Before Orion. What was that one? That was about the cave paintings and how he believes that it's uh, kind of goes back to the hero myth story. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
That one was that one was really fascinating. I don't yeah, know that, if I, I don't know if I exactly buy into all of it, but it's it's an interesting concept. Very interesting for concept. Sure. Yeah, the the how the yeah the just the um the hero archetype how it's per, pervaded mm-hmm. history. And so far, our our biggest um, viewed YouTube video with thirteen hundred something really views. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but it's huh. just, it was weird, and a lot of Russian bots commenting on it <laughs> as well. Uh, episode two twenty seven. This was Surfiel's idea. Space communism spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ryan Collier and his friend from the Thelema OTO Lodge, Matt Ashley, who knows a lot about Russian psi research. And I wasn't there, but I listened to it. And Sophie, I'll tell a little bit about your idea for doing this show. Well, it was just, it was kind of, uh, some of it was prompted by that, that earlier, uh, the, the first, uh, Golia show where we talked about the, uh, the, the FBI looking into possible Soviet influence in the UFO movement. And we kind of talked about Soviet sci-fi and some of those themes. And, uh, I, that kind of inspired me to look further into it. And I found a lot of these weird kind of currents, some of which survived, uh, into the communist era a little bit. And, uh, you know, we think of about the USSR as being, you know, strictly atheistic so it's interesting that you kind of have these like spiritual themes that help the space program that were from the earlier time before the soviet era and like other things in russia you know just really uniquely russian concepts and so it was it was real interesting to uh talk to ren about that because he knows a lot about the history of the soviet union and then uh, matt knew a whole lot about the psi research and we were just kind of all over the place with that that was one where i kind of just sat back yeah, because I was like, I have no idea about Russian cosmism. I got to talk to Ren a little bit about like because he went to uh, the Cryptid Con and we talked right. a little bit about David Politis. But after that, I turned it all the whole thing over to Sergio. Right, and, sir, and you did a great job hosting the show, by the way. Cool, Sergio. appreciate it. It was yep. uh, I was I was uh, under the pressure for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's all yours, buddy. Uh, episode 228, Mark Stavish. This is Egregores. This was probably one of the most challenging shows I think I've ever done as far as like a, mater- a material in looking at the material and trying to really grasp it and really understand it. I think I said that a couple of shows ago. But it, it uh, this whole concept of an Egregore is kind of a tulpa on steroids where in which some kind of discarnate entity can inhabit that's an utterly fascinating concept yeah it was, it was totally totally new to me the concept yeah, completely me. new to me too. i remember the term i remember googling i remember wikipedia a bunch of stuff and i can't remember why <laughs> like i don't I'm trying to remember i'm trying to recall the episode like what all we talked about it was so out there in a great way yeah it, it, it was it, uh, he he pretty much came like a teacher just like telling us all about it and yeah. I, I got a lot of good comments on that episode people said that this is yeah. i had one person say this is the the best interview with stavish i've ever heard nice that's cool I'm like, that's really cool excellent uh 
Episode 229, Peter Robbins came back. This is the murder of James Forrestal. This is talking about some of the research that he did on the murder of the first Secretary of Defense, James Forrestal, who... Alleged murderer. Alleged murderer, yeah. That who uh, fell, quote-unquote, out of a window in the uh, late 1940s. Ah, that's pretty... It's a pretty suspicious way to die. Yeah, considering that like several other people die by falling from windows or staircases. Considering that the CIA wrote like a this is the best way to kind of get rid of somebody. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Kind of went back a little bit and pulled some of the information from the uh it was pre-CIA Netflix but still. documentary Wormwood which yeah, was about Frank say, Olson, yeah. but uh no, 49 would have the CIA would have been around cuz they started it in 47. Okay. So CIA was yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Even before was, then, the OSS was right, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, the, uh, the precursor. Episode 230, Jenny Ashford. I believe, I want to think that this one was here. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it yeah. Was. Because the Peter Robbins one was over there at Surfiel's. Yeah. This one was uh, the, the Faceless Villain, the 60s. Faceless right. Villain 2, the 60s. And the reason why we... Split it up was because that book is so big and there's yeah. so much for only just 20 years of unsolved crime. And it's some of the most disturbing stuff you will ever read in your life. And Jenny presents it all so well. Like, you know, she she's dabbled in like um, everything from horror fiction to paranormal to, you know, a lot of poltergeisty stuff to this... Uh, um, True crime stuff that she's dabbled in lately, mm-hmm. and uh, she's really delved into this stuff like hardcore. And the fa- what, how, what was the face of the film? One was just like everything prior to the sixties to nineteen fifty nine. Yeah, yep. which was great. And then now you got the face of films too, which goes up to the what the eighties, seventies, yeah, sixties, seventies. Like yeah. So yeah, and she's thinking about doing a third volume too as well right yeah she's gonna do a third volume i think she's gonna finish out the 20th century more what's really disturbing about those but that 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 book and those two books is thinking about how these are all unsolved and all the yeah. people that got away with basically murder and yeah. there were a couple of local nashville murders that she yeah. talked about in that episode too yeah it was it was super creepy yeah two th- there was that well and it, i was sorry i was just gonna say there's yeah. definitely more unsolved more of those unsolved stuff, I think, prior to the eighties, because that's prior to DNA evidence and stuff, right. than there are today. But there's still, I, I think, there's still definitely another volume to come. Yeah. Two thirty one Skinwalker Ranch Roundtable. This was Soraya, Joshua Cutchin, Timothy Renner, and Chris Walford. Another and, epic one. Yeah, that one was was a really good one. We got kind of this idea, their ideas about the Skinwalker Ranch documentary their ideas about skinwalker ranch itself what it means uh uh, chris and soraya almost got into a fight Uh, (laughs) 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 it got a little heated let's just put it that way 232 christopher k coleman strange tales of the dark and bloody ground this is another guest that surfiel found more local local lore local weirdness uh Talked a lot about the tennis, about uh, some of the things that gone on in Nashville. Talked about some other weird Tennessee weird stuff. Some Fortiana uh, and haunted. Yeah, rains of meat 
and uh, disappearance and found out that he's an Ambrose Beer scholar. Oh, wow. And also that he um, is a has a degree in what was it Akkadian or something like yeah Babylonian history or something like that yep which was very interesting two thirty three John Tinney this is the third time we had him on Realm of the Weird where we talked about some of the stories that John uh, talked about in his podcast Realm of the Weird which doesn't have any real episodes anymore but I. They're all very short episodes, but yeah, it's cool to go back to. Definitely check them out. Uh, Straight up, Twilight Zone stuff. Yeah, it's it's weird, and we also got to talk to him a little about his thoughts on the state of conspiracy theory and the paranormal. Yeah, uh, two thirty four. That Jenny Ashford again. That was at Surfiel's, and this was this time was on the seventies. So we talked uh, a little bit more in detail, and I only really covered this stuff from like 1970 to 75 <laughs> because there was just, again, so much. We talked about the Lady of the Dunes, Texas Killing Fields, a Highway of Tears, a Freeway Phantom, and like stuff like involving like murders of entire families and just like murders, murders, murders everywhere. Uh <laughs> 235, Aaron, Aaron Gullius 2, Conspiracy Theory History, that we also did over there at your place, Sergio, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was uh, where we just we described it a little earlier. We talked a lot about um, the history of conspiracy theories, how they've developed over time, kind of his thoughts on them. We did a Patreon episode on like weird mind control stuff. Yeah, it was. Any thoughts on that one? It was. It was really cool to kind of have like a sociological view of uh, the development of this culture and these ways of thinking. Um, And he's not. He's skeptic, but he's not. um, He's not dense, and he does. uh, You know, leave room for for speculation, but not dogmatic speculation. So, yep, we have a lot in common. 236, Nick Redfern, 6. This is Paranormal Parasite, second time we had him on. We talked about, uh, well, as it describes, paranormal parasites, things that feed off your energy, things that feed off fear. Uh, We got a little bit, I think we got a little bit more into like Chupacabra and... Not surprisingly, when I was talking about uh, Amazon Kindle and recommended authors he he was like there was like 18 books that were like yeah, oh yeah man he's prolific i think we asked him how many this is and he's like i think it's 52 i'm not i'm not sure 50 60 somewhere <laughs> something in there. like that 237 cisco murdoch and steve stockton too this was titled we are all children in the wilderness of the afterlife which is what the title of their book is talked again this was more a weird experiences show which we always enjoy talking to cisco and steve oh um, yeah i love the storyteller episodes yeah me too for sure Th- those are really some of my favorites yeah uh 238 dr randy wysong and walter bosley wysong's part was solving the big questions and i titled bosley's latitude 33 this is kind of a split show i did the interview with dr wysong because he could only do um the show at like one o'clock for some odd reason had a hard time kind of to connect with him. But once I got the, once I got the interview rolling with him, it was really fascinating. This is all about intelligent design. 
all about his thoughts on it, what it means. We talked a little bit about this in a couple shows, two, right. about two or three shows ago. Uh, and Bosley, we talked a lot about the, like his Disneyland experiences, uh, Telluric Current, um, which Surfiel is kind of looking into a lot of that now, too. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> and some of the downard stuff as well. We did a Patreon on that one. Uh, episode 239, that was Timothy Renner 3. That was Don't Look Behind You, which is the sequel to Beyond the Seventh Gate, where we talked about his, a uh, little bit more about local lore in his area of York, York Pennsylvania. Right. Toad Man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, weird heavenly music, which is just bizarre. Um, and episode 240, which was Tim Beckley, UFO synchronicity. And I titled it the New York dolls. Cause he had, that was a really good one. Um, that just for this show, I do. We just, as this one is being recorded, I just posted that one yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like it's one of the best shows that we've done. It's, I got to take it's, a shot cause I was there. It's really incredible. Um, Tim, he, he he ran the gamut of any kind of weird uh, stuff about UFOs, conspiracy, synchronicities, talking about running an occult bookstop, bookshop. Um, and after that, we talked to a good friend of ours, our new friend of ours named Jocko, who's a, who's a listener to the show. He says, hello, Rob. Oh, hey. By the way, uh, he, he's the guy that wished you a happy birthday on... Uh, Facebook one time. Yeah. Oh. And so (laughs) that brings us uh, to episode 241, which was Dr. Future that we just recorded. And I don't think I'm going to go into that because there was a lot. Oh, (laughs) was a lot to talk about. (laughs) You guys know what to expect. (laughs) Dr. Future. So that's it. And now our wrap up. Yep. That was the year in review. It was a good year. It was. Thank you, Alessa. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I want to thank you, uh, both of you guys for helping out, uh, you know, being the awesome guys that you are. and, and, and We are pretty cool. Like, we got, like, two producers now, oh. you know, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and, Rob, we miss you, man. Every show you're not there, we miss you. Like, your presence, your, your unpresence is felt, man. I know, I... You're, but you're always there in spirit. Yes, exactly. So I I will always support the show, <laughs> whether I'm here or not, <laughs> or drunk, or, or drunk, or doing 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 Mostly drinking here. game shots <laughs> on a Tuesday night. You know the Beastie Boys did they they did say spoken and drinking on a Tuesday night. I mean, it- <laughs> man, I had a dream. I had a dream a couple of weeks ago where me and my old friend Bob and and. Uh, somebody from my current band. It's Squee. We're, no, we were the Beastie Boys in the dream, and we we're playing at the Skirmerhorn. <laughs> and in the dream, <laughs> yeah, there was nothing weird about the fact that we were. It was like I was just totally accepted the fact, like, well, yeah, we're the Beastie Boys. Whatever. <laughs> and they're leading us on a stage, but there was a, all the fans were on stage with us, and we couldn't hear the music, and we were trying to sing along with it, but we just gave up and like started talking to everybody. And then everyone got pissed and we weren't singing. We're like, well, we couldn't hear anything, and you want to talk to us, so we stopped singing, and we had to like sneak our way out but we got lost in the back area it was horrible you know when you do fight for your right to party with cobra kai 
That was the song we were trying to sing in the I, dream. I always you 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 guys always say, "Mom, you just jealous." It's the Beastie Boys. Why don't you just say, "Mom, you just jealous." It's Cobra Kai. Why don't you guys do that? You think is that too cheesy or something? That's brilliant. You guys haven't <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> nope. All right, guys. Um, that's it. 2018 is done as far as Conspiracy Normal is concerned. Uh, we are going to be taking a two-week break, but we will be back for another awesome year, another awesome show on Conspiranormal. Rob's drunk. Yep. <laughs> Hello, Alyssa. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.